Hello, and welcome to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey Lopes, and today I am joined by Kyle. Yo. And Connor. We're back. We're back. We're back. You know, I, I was going to say that, but how many episodes of this show have we done that have started with, we're back. It's been so long since we recorded a real episode. It's like every three weeks. Right. It, it, it's enough to where no one cares, and uh, we shouldn't be saying <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> hey, I care. I, this this is for me. This we're, we're hyping ourselves up that we're. That's back, true. You know, uh, you know, I, I got to say the show does take a different tone when you have done the shows with uh, with Professor Thomas uh, Leach, mm, which have mm, been mm, uh, mm. really good. UD professor, you know, a film expert, you know, especially. I've oh, been having a great time. Basically everything. His Hitchcock stuff is just like. But you know, the funniest thing about those is when you bring up some some obscure like silent movie. And you're like, you know, this one, you know, there's something about this one, something that you said. And then he, you think for a second that he might not know. And he's like, he says something like, oh, well, you, you, you don't have to worry about that one. I'm thinking like, oh, that means he hasn't watched it. And then he, and then he like lifts off like a bunch of reasons why he'd like that one's not one of the best ones. He like, explains the not- entire plot of the movie and knows everything about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Nothing gets by uh, <laughs> Professor Leach. So no, I'll definitely have to talk to him again in the future with Absolutely. Uh, some other filmmakers and, and other other stuff because that was a fantastic conversation. If you're a student, please take classes with him. There's uh, there's no better classes you can take at UD. That is a fact. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we're back here to do what we do best on this show: the the meat and potatoes of Lopes on movies, which is talk about movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and movie <laughs> news. And movie news. Do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's let's just get right into what we want to talk about today. So the first thing is a, is a, a little bit of movie news, just because this the is... Snyder Cut's coming out in a few weeks, no, boys. We are never talking about the Snyder Cut again on this show. <laughs> that I am. Uh, you know, going to talk about. We are going to talk about it again when it comes out. Uh, we we can't help ourselves. No, we are going to talk about um, GameStop. Now we're not going to talk about GameStop, but I'm sure everybody Almost. is has been seeing all of the stuff with with GameStop and in Reddit and the stock market. I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say I don't understand the stock market at all. Um and I I just don't have the the capacity to to do it. But Connor, I'm almost certain understands the stock market to a a reasonable degree of uh of you know understanding. So maybe you can shed some light on the situation that's been going on and uh and how it relates to movies. Well, I mean, I guess this has been beaten to death by everybody, so I'm not. I don't want to like keep recite. it. Keep it quick. Keep it quick. Yeah, what I'm not going to recite how the stock market works, but <laughs> essentially, <laughs> what what's been going on right now is these Reddit investors have been buying shares of these retail stocks of brands that they know and have like nostalgia for. So GameStop <laughs> is one, and it's all these reta- these like different retail stocks that are currently being shorted by hedge funds, which means that the hedge funds are betting against these stocks to not do well, which is a reasonable thought because the ones that they're shorting are like GameStop, which is, you guys know better than anyone probably, almost an obsolete kind of company because everyone buys their stuff. Not a super functional business right now, yeah. Right, everyone buys their stuff digitally. And the same thing is happening with uh, the theater chains and AMC stock. So these these Reddit meme investors are... (laughs) you know just holding the line and buying up as many shares of amc cave stock as possible to the point where they've they've been able to raise the price of the stock of gamestop and 
AMC in particular, if we're talking about movies, to the point where they got, it, it's kind of hilarious, they basically have gotten AMC to avoid <laughs> getting into bankruptcy by how much <laughs> it's gone up. Yeah, I, I don't know the how, how this works, but evidently the what they've done with AMC by by betting on it has essentially eliminated millions and millions of dollars of debt that right. AMC was in that they no longer have to worry about. So there was a a a real possibility that AMC was going to be in a serious problem as all theater chains are um and might not uh might not have survived the uh the wait to to open back up. But now things are looking up because a bunch yeah. of a bunch of lunatics on Reddit just uh decided to you know try to try to screw over all these hedge funds. So it's yep. it's stonks, a, stonks this, only go up. This is an insane insane world we're living in. It feels like this this year has has just been one thing after another of of complete and utter insanity. And this is just like, you know, this this is a footnote in in the insanity of 2021. Yes, and, obviously. Uh, but it's it's only going to get crazier from here. I'm feeling. I, I will say though, like the, the the AMC is not out of the woods by any means by of this, course, but it yeah. it does like get them out of a very precarious situation that they were in in the immediate future, mm -hmm. which was like going to happen at any moment that they were going to have to declare bankruptcy. But yeah. they still don't have like a product that's sustainable, which eventually <laughs> it's going to come back like down to earth where. You know, there's already all sorts of analysts, financial analysts out there that are saying that AMC's stock is going to drop like a ton or way back down mm. to like worth like very little at all. No, it's sure. not going to work. But, sure. uh, yeah, you know, you know, we'll get back to reality uh, uh, relatively soon, I'm sure. But, uh, but, you know, they've also been saying that about GameStop for a while and then it kept shooting up and shooting up and shooting up. And then there's the craziness with Robinhood and then stopping trading on certain ones mm -hmm, other than selling. Mm -hmm which is kind of market manipulation on both sides, mind you. Like, normally, hedge funds have been doing market manipulation kind of things for forever, but now it's kind of working the other way, and it's, you know, it's it's a whole fiasco that we're not going to get into. No, we're not going to get into that because I'm sure everybody is bored to death by hearing about all this. I just think it's funny that AMC got bailed out of a, a potentially very bad situation because a bunch of crazy people on Reddit were... <laughs> just decided to pick AMC out of you know other possibilities of uh, heavily shorted stocks. So that's that's really that's really something, guys. Movies, I love movies, and uh, you know I hope theaters continue to survive well into the future, even without Reddit's help. Um, all right, let's talk about some movies, guys, because we uh, we we've watched a, a a few movies. Connor's the only one who's watched a new movie recently. I did. Um, so how about you tell us a little bit about this new movie that I've never heard of that you watched? Sure. So remember, I think we've, we've covered that uh, there's going to be a lot of movies that are released directly to HBO Max at the same time as the theaters, right? Yes. And there's a new one out on HBO Max. Came out this past weekend called The Little Things, starring Denzel Washington, and Rami Malek, and Jared Leto, all... Oscar-winning and nominated actors. Actually, they might have all won. I think they're all Oscar-winning actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did Jared Leto win? Wasn't that? I think he. Oh, what was that movie's name? It was Matthew McConaughey was in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. That's yeah, one of that those one. movies that you know it wins awards and then everybody forgets about. It. Yeah, yeah. 
Dallas yeah. Buyers Club? That was Dallas it. Buyers Club. That was it. That's good correct. job, Kyle. That's good correct. job. Good memory. That's what I'm here for. That's correct. I kind of act that wasn't a terrible movie, but yeah, I didn't like fine. Jared Leto yeah. in it because I don't actually like Jared Leto in anything he's in. <laughs> Nobody likes Jared is... Leto. It's no, like no, yeah, not it, all. it's kind of one of those just like facts of the universe where like he's he's a famous actor and I I guess musician, uh who well, nobody likes. God, I'll never forget when I went to Firefly Music Festival back when that, back when festivals happened. Remember, kids, there used to be music festivals. So like, um, but anyway, <laughs> and when his band, Thirty Seconds to Mars or something, comes out and he's great band. Oh my gosh! And then I see it's Jared Leto, and like it, he's clearly it. It feels like he's doing a performance artist like mm. thing of a musician, like pretending mm-hmm. to, to acting at as a rock star. <laughs> Um, which is the kind of what it comes off as in everything he's in. And this oh, yeah. is no different. Okay, so what The Little Things is the name of the movie, and uh, it's directed by, who is, what's this guy? John Lee Hancock, from, who's directed such great movies as The Rookie, The Alamo, The Blind Side, The Founder, The Highwaymen, The Little Things now. So he likes wow, to he's really into with, the, the He things. likes the at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's his gimmick. <laughs> that's his that's his bit he loves <laughs> he loves the word the um <laughs> you, that's this actually is really insight. weird <laughs> it is kind of weird right i just thought i had to mention that because it's so strange um anyway so uh i also love the imdb description of this movie <laughs> it just if you go at imdb right now the whole description is two cops track down a serial killer hey. <laughs> wow sign me up it. Never heard of a movie like that before. Uh, So, uh, my review, short review, it's two hours and seven minutes, and Denzel sleeps throughout the whole thing, basically sleeps through the performance, and it's not good. Wow, that's that's such a shame. I never would have imagined. I mean, I thought The Founder was uh, all right. right. That was the McDonald's movie, right? That was the McDonald's movie, it was. The movie was okay. They had a, uh, a very committed performance from uh, Michael Keaton as the founder yeah. of the you know founder in quotation marks, of course, of uh, McDonald's. Um, yeah. So if I had to rank all of you know John Lee Hancock's the movies, it would probably have to be uh, the founder, uh, the Blind Side, the Rookie, the Alamo, the Highway Men, and then the Little Things. And I think Have I've seen, seen all of these. I think, no, I think I've seen two of them. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, two Actually, of them. You've seen The Founder because we, we talked about The Founder a while ago and you, you saw this. <laughs> so why are you rating them? I don't know. I, it just felt right. To, I think that should be something that's on like a YouTube thing one day. All of his, the <laughs> all movies. Of, well, uh, I mean, we got, you're probably got, the only person to ever rank his movies, so you know that's, yeah. that's something kind of cool. <laughs> but isn't that yeah, amazing every, though? Every single movie he's directed, pretty much, they all start with the. I think every director deserves to have lame YouTubers make ranking videos of. Oh, the definitely. Work. Not oh, just Tarantino, 100%. not just Scorsese. You know, it should be uh, every filmmaker deserves to have that. You uh, know what? We know what we got to do. We got to get uh, Professor Leach on to help us analyze the works of John Lee Hancock. Just his whole <laughs> filmography. Hey, you know, he might, there might be something going on there. I don't want to, you know, he's a, he seems like a nice guy. I, I know nothing bite. about him. He might be a nice guy. He might not be. I don't know. Um, but yeah. yeah, wouldn't, yeah. Rec- wouldn't recommend this one, guys. Maybe if you're, uh, 
you know, really, really bored. Well, I would recommend if you're really, really bored to watch something that you probably know is going to be good or at least entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, it, or, I mean, I, I, I completely endorse jumping into watching new things and just giving it a shot. But uh, there's also a lot of really great, you know, old movies, which is like the big thing that we've been talking about over the past uh, months. So mm-hmm. me and Kyle decided to, to do that, you know, instead of going for the little things, we went for the old things. Uh, I watched like that a, too, by the way. Yeah. What, I, the old things? I, I, I haven't watched the old things. I do like old man <laughs> movies, but uh, I haven't watched the old things. All right, all right, all right. So we, we, for some reason, I cannot remember what the impetus for this was, but a couple of weeks ago, we started talking about John Carpenter's They Live and we just kind of were like, ah, oh, man, I remember that movie. I want to watch that movie. I don't think, Kyle, you, you'd never seen They Live. Yeah, I've, I never saw it before. I don't know if, Connor, if you'd seen it. I haven't. Okay, so I, I was the only one who had seen it before now. But I remember, like, I watched it in college and just thinking, like, yeah, I, would, I, wouldn't, be, I wouldn't mind revisiting that. I think that's a, uh, an, an interesting movie. And I remember having kind of, like, I, I wasn't sure what to think of it at the time. So it was fun. We decided to rewatch John Carpenter's They Live, which is, of course, a movie from the late 80s first john carpenter's you know famous director of the 80s made halloween mm-hmm. um and he made the thing the the remake of the thing the speaking of old things um so he, he's renowned filmmaker and they live is sort of like a cult classic in a way um it stars roddy piper who I don't rowdy think, roddy piper R- rowdy roddy piper who absent of context i'm not sure that anybody that's like younger than us even that, that that's that's because it mean anything to them. Probably, probably not. Don't know who that who he is, and I only know who he is because I knew that he starred in this movie. But he was like a wrestler, right? He was a uh, yes. WWE guy or something at the time. Wrestling so. or whatever. Um, and oh man, they live is 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 such a uh, it's it's for for a movie that's as almost unapologetically stupid as it is. It's iconic <laughs> in a lot of ways for how how many of its little things have kind of endured in pop culture, I feel like. Uh, mm-hmm. But man, I, I, I love, I love they live to be honest with you. I think it's, it's a great time. It's a great kind of uh, a movie that is unapologetically what it is very loudly, very proudly, not subtle at all. No. And, <laughs> and you just, it, it, it's rousing you know, because of it. Like you, you get hype because it's just like in your face, like this, this is the movie that we're, we're making here. I think, uh, John Carpenter in a, uh, in a, I watched like a behind the scenes thing and he, he said, um, yeah, so there's, you know, it's, there's like, a, it has like a message to it. It has a theme to it and everything, but basically it's an action movie. And I feel like. You know that kind of reductive, simplified explanation perfectly encapsulates the joy of, mm. of they live. It's just it, it's got it's got some things going on. You'll notice them immediately. It's not gonna it's it's not subtle, and you know ultimately you're just there to watch uh, Roddy Piper and Keith David shoot rich aliens and uh, you know save us from capitalism run amok. <laughs> you know? Sadly, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah way, I guess the way that even even predicted. Movie, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Kyle, I want to I want to hear your opinion of They Live as yeah. somebody who first watched it. Well, I, I think all I knew about They Live was that like the game Duke Nukem stole like a bunch of lines from it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, like the uh, the chew bubblegum line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was 
it was incredibly dumb. It was maybe one of the dumbest <laughs> movies I think I've ever seen. But I loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just it moved really well. It was like every scene felt like I don't know. It was, it was just like a classic like 80s dumb sci-fi action movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's no plot. Well, there is a plot, but like they just breeze through half of it. It, and then it just ends. It's, yeah. It's and then there's a great, you know, fifteen minute fight scene in the middle, <laughs> and every other thing in between is just fantastic. Yeah. I, I, the way I think of it is like at the first like twenty thirty minutes or so are like it's a really very... it's a really compelling setup, right? Where yes. they, they they do a good job like kind of establishing the 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 dynamic of the world, and then he gets the glasses. And <laughs> and from there it like shoots off into the stratosphere of nonsense. You know, it really goes off the deep way. end from there. And it, it it's like an immediate like on a dime. It's like he he's recognizing the things that are happening in the world, and then he just decides like, all right, I'm just gonna start shooting up all the aliens now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 there's there's no no there's no build up to that. There's 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 no. It's just he he knows exactly what he must do. You know? he, he immediately decides what his quest is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Connor, what did you think? Oh, this is a stand up and cheer movie. Like right, right. Like I got to tell you, after watching the little things. The day, the night before, and being just so like deflated, <laughs> like going to this is like, oh man, this it's just incredible. Everything about it is just iconic. Like once, like it looks so good too. Oh sure, like oh yeah, it, it it's striking too. And I love the way that when he has the glasses on, like it's in black and white, and you see that's how you can tell the difference between like the the. Uh, it's gosh. <laughs> Everything yeah, of course. Is so cool. The uh, yeah. the the basic premise of the movie, if you're not aware, is that there's this drifter guy who comes into town. He's he's homeless. He's just trying to to work for a living, trying to make make an honest living. Who kind of discovers this this sinister alien race that is controlling humanity by sort of infiltrating the upper class and using these these signals that they're sending out to the public to basically like pacify them into being consumerist capitalist type people. Um, so there's, you know, all the advertisements and everything are all subliminal messaging to try to make the, the middle class become poorer and the richer class become richer. Right. So it's, it's this extremely in your face premise. Uh, and, the the basic bit is that he discovers this because he he finds this resistance movement and they've developed these glasses that when you put on the glasses you can see that you you can see all of the subliminal advertising like instead of seeing a an ad for buying a pool or whatever you see an ad that says obey right it's just mm-hmm. the the big black text that says obey right um, and then also the glasses reveal the aliens that are hiding among us because they look like humans without the glasses. When you put on the glasses, you can see they're really hideous, disgusting aliens that are, uh, you know. And that that's the moment when, like, when he he discovers this with the glasses on, and he, and he, uh, he starts to see sees these aliens. Instantly, his first thought is, "Oh, I gotta kill all these guys." You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> he knows that they're 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 no, he instantly knows that they must be up to no good. There's, yeah. yeah, this this is this that they deserve to die. Uh, so. 
yeah, that, that's the basic premise of the movie. It's really, really just a wonderful premise. Uh, <laughs> and I think that the, uh, that that's probably the thing that's endured the most in culture, um, is, is the, the idea of the, the advertisements that are keeping, keeping people kind of placated and striving for things that they'll never actually achieve. Um, John Carpenter has, as if you read any like recent interviews, especially he is, is not shy about saying how much this like kind of like the Reagan era influenced his his thought process in writing the script. Even though like he he'll also say, well, you know, it's basically an action movie, but these very specific things are 100 percent what inspired my <laughs> uh, my writing process for the movie. So there's definitely like a political angle to it. If uh, it, then you don't even have to pay attention to see it. It's right there. It's it, it's unapologetically what it is, which is kind of the the fun again the fun thing about it. It's it, it is not subtle. It is just a a crazy fun action movie with this very 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 blatant premise, and that's what mm. makes it great. That's what makes it so much fun. That's what makes it like so. Sometimes you need like like I, you always love to talk about subtlety in movies. You love to talk about like things being very nuanced, but sometimes you just need something that's like. This is what I am, and now we're just gonna watch Roddy Piper mow people down in a bank and yeah. talk about chewing bubble gum. Seconds <laughs> after he put on glasses that reveal the truth, <laughs> you know that. And it, it, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Any any uh, yeah. favorite moments from the movie? I got, I got one of my own, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think. I mean, it's easy to just say the um bank scene. The bank scene is great. The scene. I think it's right before it when he's in the shop and he's just, I forget exactly what he says, but like he's looking at this old lady and he's just, just like railing into her for being just the ugliest thing in the whole wide world. And like, and like there's like a normal girl behind him and he's like, you know, you're okay, but that is the worst thing I've ever seen. Formaldehyde yeah, wearing the glasses, yeah. yeah. It, and that's, that's um, like the first time he really like mentions like how they look, and he just like explodes all over him. Yeah, that's the moment when the movie like starts to to dial it up. You know, that yeah. just like on a dime, it goes from like kind of passive looking at the world, under like trying to establish the the universe to okay, now I'm gonna take action. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I love too, like goes with that scene and all the other ones, really, is that the writing is so tight. And it's fun, mm-hmm. and like the one-liners are amazing in this. Like obviously the chew bubble gum and kick, you know, kick butt line, <laughs> iconic. Yeah. But uh, just everything about it, it's it, it's a really tight script. There's no, it, mm-hmm. there's no, there's never a lull in in like where you're like kind of bored or anything like that at all. It's it's just it's really paced extremely well, mm-hmm. and and part of that too, because it starts off a little bit slower and is. Like, this isn't a scene, but something that I, I think is kind of common with John Carpenter movies is, this, is the music. You oh, know? I love the and music. Joe, yeah. I'm sure you, you want to talk about the music, too. But that, the way that it goes from, like, the, the drifter kind of, like, following, like, our, our lead, Roddy Piper, and then it's just like, Joey, how would you describe music? You're the music guy. You can do it better than me. Well, I think it's uh, John Carpenter's scores for his movies from and i'm not like a big expert on on john carpenter to be honest with you i I think this might actually be the only john carpenter movie that i've seen (laughs) funnily enough (laughs) but um i I know that his his scores tend to be very based on like kind of simple themes that repeat a lot and that's Mm -hmm. kind of what you're you're getting in this as well it's basically one riff that's played on like piano and i think 
probably probably a guitar as well and it's like very low very uh very kind of sort of bluesy a little bit bluesy and mm-hmm. it's uh it, basically he layers things on top of that to establish the kind of like mood of the of any individual scene so there's it, it's i don't know it's a wonderful score it uh it it sticks out immediately just because of how memorable that the riff that that ties it all together is especially when we first see Roddy Piper and he's introduced and it, it's a good way of like a lot of the movie is Roddy Piper kind of especially early on is him investigating and trying to like piece together some mystery that he's sort of uncovering mm-hmm. and the way that the the music really accentuates his uh his kind of journey because a lot of it is very much like you know it, it's silent he's just walking around by himself looking looking at all these places searching rooms um trying to uncover what's going on and the music really drives a lot of the uh the kind of emotion and feeling of of all of those scenes so yeah it's a great great score for sure um i think my uh my favorite thing in the movie is one shot that uh, i i can never get out of my mind it's when he he has the uh the lady holly take take uh him back to her place and mm-hmm. she shoves him out a window right uh, mm-hmm. there's this this incredible shot that's like this bird's eye view shot that it takes place in because she reveals that she works at a TV station and this makes him go like, oh wait, the TV station that's where they're broadcasting all the signals from, right? And in the space of this shot, he gets up from the couch, walks over to the TV she hits him on the head with like a wine bottle and he falls out the window and then tumbles down like the hill um, mm-hmm. by her house. And it's it's all in this one overhead bird's eye view shot and instantly when you see that shot come up, you know something's weird because those kinds yeah. of, it's very unusual to see a camera placement like that. And I think that might be a Hitchcock reference in some capacity. Not like a, maybe not a reference, but something that's sort of inspired by Hitchcock because that's something that, that Hitchcock would do a lot when he would want scenes to have a kind of weird, sinister overtone. He would switch to a very high angle because that's something that just instinctively when you see a high angle shot in like a conversation, it makes you uncomfortable because it's like it's not a typical camera placement. So Hitchcock would do that all the time. But uh, what Carpenter did here is a very quick shot. And instead of it just being overhead, like a little bit high angle, it's literally like looking down on them. Like you see the tops of their heads. Um, and I think it, it's also mm-hmm. good for the moment when he falls through the window. because It's like you see him fall down uh, yeah. in the depth of the shot. Um, so that, that, that blows me away every time. It's such a such a great moment. And it's so unexpected, too. You know, like it, you don't expect... <laughs> that to happen in in the scene and such a good way to accentuate the moment you know it it really is like it it is oddly shocking when they change the camera angle yeah right it's like like, as soon as you see it like whoa what's going on (laughs) yeah yeah that it is cool it's so cool because like you almost think that it's go the the movie's going to slow down like you just had it into like a like it it, like lulls you into a false sense of security at that moment and then it, it just like takes you know it come, the rug comes out from under you and then you're like mm-hmm. all right whoa, whoa we're back and then that's when the movie was really starting to kick for me i also love uh the very i love the ending of uh of they live <laughs> oh yeah like you know it's it, uh it's it's you can't really call it a happy ending you can't call no. it like a total downer ending either but the last shot is just like hilarious <laughs> you know? oh, it's, it's amazing <laughs> it's a perfect cap capper to the experience i feel like you know because it, it's it knows what kind of movie it is it it's mm-hmm. unapologetically what it is and that's that's the kind of thing that you love to see no I don't, I don't like any self-consciousness in movies you know i like <laughs> i like it when movies know what they are and do it to the absolute best of their abilities and this is one of the movies that does that for sure yeah 
I wish there were more movies that were made like this. Oh yes. That were yeah, new. nowadays. You know, I feel like I you don't watch. get these kinds of like the the 80s were such a great time for just really really goofy action movies like the Arnold movies, you know, the Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. stuff. Like they don't make them like they used to. Everything is very serious now in in the action world. Everything everything is the little things. Ugh. Man, what a what a depressing uh depressing way to to end this episode i mean i I hope everybody you know (laughs) instead of watching the little things uh unless you really want to support uh john lee hancock is his name yep uh then you know go watch go go watch like an arnold movie or something watch commando commando is great commando is awesome you should watch commando or watch they live but you know something like that i feel like is gonna is gonna ultimately give you a better time the running man you know is another one another great great arnold movie uh, maybe you could watch uh total recall you know, if you're in that sort of thing i know I, I know obviously we're talking about john carpenter not arnold movies but i feel like you know they're all of a piece yeah they, it's they, all the same thing they, they, just they watch feel all like the john, similar all the john carpenter movies are are really That's true great. yeah you can watch them too like just all of them, they're, they're all fun <laughs> All right, everybody. I think that's going to be it for us. Everybody have a lovely rest of your day, and we will see you next week for something. Oh, boy. <laughs>